Einar. Hi, Claire. We are so excited to talk about the Youth Poet Laureate Program, which has this year landed in Austin. Finally. Yes. I mean, it's only been a few months, but it felt like this big secret. And I'm so excited that we get to share this news with the world, that we get to tell people about it through our podcast. And Youth Poet Laureate is a mouthful. So we're going to say YPL for short. (laughs) Yes, we are. Thank you for that. And just a little background, the recent presidential inauguration where Amanda Gorman read her poem, The Hill We Climb. I think it's so cool that, uh, I, I didn't know this, but she was the first ever National Youth Poet Laureate, and mm-hmm. she was named that in 2017. So this is all kind of hot, kind of new, and I feel like that performance at the presidential inauguration really inspired a lot of cities to take up a Youth Poet Laureate program, and I'm so glad that Austin is among them. Yes. Yes to Amanda Gorman shining a light on poetry, on America's young poets, and, Mm -hmm. you know, we're going to discuss a little bit later about some of these conversations about the power of young poets in our community and in our society and why those are important voices to elevate. But I'm so grateful that, that Austin has this opportunity. I'm so grateful to Kate Kelly for really putting all of these pieces together and bringing us into this project. Yeah. So here's a little bit about the Youth Poet Laureate program. So YPL aims to identify and uplift young writers and leaders who are committed to civic and community engagement, poetry, and performance. They also take into consideration the writer's dedication to diversity and social justice and education. So it's not just about being a poet. There's kind of a lot that goes into this. I don't know. What are we calling it? Is it a position? The Youth Poet Laureate? Just an honor. (laughs) An honor. Yeah. So the Austin Youth Poet Laureate is a joint program of the Library Foundation, which is why I mentioned Caitlin Kelly earlier, because Mm -hmm. she used to be a program coordinator for the Library Foundation. And yeah, it's a joint program of the Library Foundation and the National Youth Poet Laureate program led by Urban Word, with additional support from the Austin Public Library Creative Learning Initiative, Learn All the Time, And from us, the squad here at Host Publications. Yay! We are so excited (laughs) to get to partner with the Library Foundation and company here to bring this program to Austin and to add an additional layer to this honor, um, which is that the Youth Poet Laureate of Austin will also receive a publication of a chapbook through us. So we will be helping edit and design a chapbook for the Austin Youth Poet Laureate every year, and we couldn't be more excited to take this new project on. Yes, we're a very small team at Host Publications, and we have big, gorgeous dreams, (laughs) but it's just, it's an honor to be included in this project because we get to share such wonderful labor and vision with so many other passionate Austin folks. And yeah, this is like such a great opportunity. We get to connect with demographics that we don't get to connect with otherwise. Um, And it just feels like with the pandemic and 
with everything being up in the air in so many different ways that we get to like come together and support each other. Yes, we are so focused on our little writing community and of course, super invested in diversity. And so this program will kind of introduce us to a whole new demographic within the Austin writing community. And that would be anyone between the ages of 13 and 18, which is who this program is for, living in Austin, Texas. So anyone between 13 and 18 in Austin is eligible to apply. And also some great news, Anar, is that it is entirely free. Yes to accessibility. Yes to our youths. Um, Yes. You know, I say this all the time on this podcast, I feel probably at least like once a day at the office is that that children are the future these young poets that are based here in Austin are getting so much love and support from our workshop mentors which y'all will get to meet shortly um and they are really doing so much great work mm-hmm. I am so excited to see what this program does for Austin's literary scene next year, Mm -hmm. but can you imagine what a decade from now looks like? It's going to be great. Yeah, it's so exciting, which is another thing we'll probably say about 19 times during this episode (laughs) is that we're just so excited to see how this program grows and how it does help to grow the poetry community, but also the young poetry community in Austin, which you know, I remember being a kid and writing my weird poems by myself and being kind of a loner. <laughs> and I think it's it's such a great outlet for kids that age um, to express themselves and to kind of come into who they are. But to have another outlet for that, if you want it, um, to also not just be doing it alone, but have a community of people who are helping like lift you up and encourage you and give yes. you feedback. Uh, I can't even imagine what that would have been like at that age. And it seems so invaluable. The best part is to participate, you don't even need any previous experience with performing poetry, mm-hmm. with writing poetry. You don't have to like be in the circle of Austin poets. You can just be interested. Exactly. Because when you're that age too, when do you get to say you're a poet? I mean, I feel like that's something people usually aren't comfortable with. So you don't need to feel already like a poet to to apply for this. And um, I think the most amazing aspect of this whole thing is that it's not just an application where you like send in your work and your resume, but you actually have the opportunity to attend free application workshops, which walk the young writers through the application process step by step, help them draft their poems and compile them, and then also build a resume, aka a brag sheet, which we'll talk about more later. (laughs) So yeah, they get to take these workshops and learn about poetry and get some experience under their belts even before the application even begins. Right. And these workshops are being led by real poets, Mm -hmm. real poets who engage with poetry every day, who have studied poetry. And that is just such a valuable experience. Yes. 
the workshops are free. So the application is free. The workshops are free. And I did want to mention that for 2021, which is the inaugural year of the AYPL program, um, the application workshops have just come to a close. So what's great about that is that we had an opportunity to talk to the teaching artists after they've had these experiences in the application workshops. But even though the workshops are over for the year, there is still plenty of time to apply for the Youth Poet Laureate position. And all applications submitted online by Sunday, August 15th, 2021 at 11.59 p.m., you know I'm one of those submitters that even if I have it all together, I sit there and look at it until 11.59 p.m. before I hit send because it is so scary. <laughs> I've never known a poet to turn things in early. Absolutely. So this is an annual program, which means that if you're just learning about this now, it's time to start thinking about the application workshops for next year. What are they looking for in a young poet for this program? The program seeks applications from young people who are committed to the growth and development of their local communities. So when they talk about civic engagement, just to clarify, that means any regular activity formally or in their community or school. Um, they also mentioned social justice, and that just means any regular practice commitment to equality and inclusiveness, any activism or exercising, just your fundamental right to be outspoken. Um, so really, you don't have to be part of any other programs or anything official to be engaged in civic engagement and social justice. Those are just terms that, you know, they can mean a lot of things. Um, and I think our teaching artists say it a little more eloquently in our interviews with them, but um, they really try to to make that part accessible to all as well. So even if you're just babysitting your yes. <laughs> your siblings um, on the weekends or while your parents are at work, um, then that that counts. Okay, so they're looking for young writers with literary excellence, but that sounds incredibly intimidating. What does that mean? So basically, and I love this this vision that they have and definition that they have for this, you don't necessarily have to have been published in the past. Um, you don't necessarily have to like even deem yourself the best poet. It simply means that you are a writer who is dedicated to the art of writing. And shouldn't the beginning of like every passion just be commitment. I yeah, love that. Yeah. But yeah, they want to bring and bestow this honor to just a young writer that's interested in the tools of the poetic craft, passion for their artistic vision, young writers who care about the matters of the heart, spirit, mind, politics, identity, family and relationships, or just any aspect of the human experience. Yeah, I love that. It's such a broad definition. And it's a great list there, too, of kind of like poetic topics and passions, because, again, as a young writer, you're kind of looking for your voice and you're looking for your passion. And yes, this is an excellent place to start, like matters of the heart. <laughs> I want old writers to have this quality, too. Every writer. <laughs> Every writer. And that's the thrilling thing about this, this program is that if it's instilling these values in young poets in our community that are values like you and I hold for host publications. It's like, yeah, at the end of the day, good ideas, great writing, 
has a little bit of all of this. Absolutely. Um, or a lot of all of this. But yeah, this is literary excellence. Yes, literary excellence. So some great things that come along with this Youth Poet Laureate position is that you get to be honored at a celebration in the fall and participate in other readings and performances across the city, pandemic permitting. You'll be published in the National Youth Poet Laureate Anthology. You'll be eligible to compete in the regional and national Youth Poet Laureate competitions and all national Youth Poet Laureate programming with other youth across the country and of course, you'll have the opportunity to publish a chapbook through us, Host Publications. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> but there are many more benefits to this program, especially for all of the applicants who attend the application workshops. We had a chance to speak with the inaugural teaching artists and poets who ran the application workshops this year to hear a little bit about their experiences in the workshops and to get a better sense of what the program has to offer young writers in Austin. Yeah, so at this point, I'm going to go ahead and introduce the first teaching artist we spoke with. Her name is Bianca Perez. Bianca was born and raised in Mission, Texas, a small southern town bordering Mexico. She is currently an MFA poetry candidate at Texas State University. Her poems have been published in the New York Quarterly, Reside Magazine, Magma Poetry UK, Reclamation ATX, and is forthcoming in the Ice Colony Anthology. She is also the co-host of a horror podcast with writer Stephanie Grossman, and her poetry centers on her Latin culture, spirituality, family, and womanhood. Here's what Bianca has to say about her experiences working with the 2021 YPL applicants. Yeah, yeah, it's been really great, especially because I'm working alongside Steven Espada Dawson. And, you know, it makes for an interesting collaborative co-teaching experience that I've never really been a part of. Um, so that side of things has been cool just to like plan out and get our own teaching styles and then like mending them all together. And then just like working and being with students that are so passionate about poetry and about wanting to be like this inaugural thing, <laughs> um, being like so young in age too, like it's it's been great. And uh, and again, like it's a collaborative thing between me and Steven, but it's also like a collaborative thing between us and the students because we get their feedback too, you know? Something that I was curious about was um, the brag sheet. Can you tell us about the brag sheet? Yeah. I love that it's called the brag sheet because no child needs a resume. Um, <laughs> exactly. I completely agree. <laughs> I'd love to know how you think that it might impact the lives of your students. Yeah. So I also like the language that the application takes on with calling it a brag sheet because we're not trying to push out any corporate mongols or anything like that. Right. And so, you know, we call it brag yes. sheet and it's kind of the way we talk about it, too. It's not like a traditional sense of the word resume at all. You know, we kind of let them know that. It can literally be like if you take care of your grandma on like Fridays from like 6 to 9 p.m., mm -hmm. that can be on your brag sheet because that's you serving your community in a way that's going to make you different from somebody else in the application process. And so that's really how we try to sell the brag sheet. And we knew that that workshop specifically might be a little like people might think it's boring coming into it, right? Because it is essentially a resume. 
So we kind of tried to like come at it at a different angle and we use Ego Tripping, the poem by Nikki Giovanni. Cause she like just talks about, I am this, I am that. And she talks with like such a, like a confidence And we wanted our students to also have that same confidence whenever they talk about themselves, whenever they brag about themselves. And so I think that's the most important aspect that we wanted to really harp on when it came to the brag sheet. We wanted that confidence to come out on paper, even when it's not really, you know, it's not their poetry. It's them talking about themselves in a really like professional sort of style. But I think that's just a really good thing to to instill in them at this time. Next up, we spoke with Stephen Espada Dawson, who I actually had the honor of briefly meeting and getting to sit in on a workshop that he hosted last fall in which he featured Ice Cream Social Anthology Volume 2 as kind of an inspiration for a workshop he hosted. And I was so excited that we got to talk to him again. Well, Stephen is a writer from East Los Angeles, currently working out of Austin. The son of a Mexican immigrant, he holds an MFA in poetry from Purdue University. He has served as poetry editor for Sycamore Review and Copper Nickel. Winner of the Barris and Eula Mills Award and the Neal Award, his poems have appeared recently or are forthcoming in the Adroit Journal, Best News Poets 2020, Colorado Review, Copper Nickel, Gulf Coast, Hobart, Kenyon Review Online, and Waxwing, among other journals. So Stephen, what has your experience as a teaching artist been like in the Austin Youth Poet Laureate application workshops? Thank you for asking that question. I've had a great time. You know, as someone that is primarily teaching, you know, gigs, a lot of gigs, uh, sort of like here and there, um, you know, adjuncting and things like that. I find myself in situations where parents are really just like begging and pleading and sometimes forcing their kids to take writing classes or apply for creative writing awards and things like that. And sometimes you can really feel it, you know, you can, you can feel that their heart really just isn't in it. And I, I don't blame them because my heart was definitely not in it when I was a teenager. Um, yeah, you know what though? Fun fact is that I did, when I was a teenager in high school, I won my high school's poetry competition because I was the only person that submitted a single thing. <laughs> oh my gosh. So that is awesome though. <laughs> if that gives you a state of the, the poetry world, at least mm. in my youth, um, yeah. But you know what? These kids, the Youth Poet Laureate applicants, they're in it for themselves. And you really feel that when working with them. Uh, during discussion, they really dive in head first. When their peers are uh, sharing either ideas about poems or ideas about, you know, themselves and whatever part of the application, they have really smart, considered things to say. You know, it feels like a community really and especially through zoom that is like so (laughs) that is so hard to do um and it it really feels it feels great and we know about the brag sheet and it just sounds like i mean you mentioned 
Back in the day when you were a kid writing poems, you know, I remember those days too. And there was nothing like this (laughs) to get involved in. And even if there were a program, I don't think it would look quite like this. Like this feels very much shaped by our time and, you know, with, with with a mission of empowerment behind the love of writing just so wonderful a hundred percent yeah I'm I'm super jealous <laughs> yeah <laughs> that these kinds of programs exist here uh you know the Austin Public Library um and just all the nonprofit programs through it uh adjacent to it connected to it um yeah they're they're bringing it you know I can only imagine like in our youth Claire and I are around 30 and I just remember being a, a fan of poetry just made you weird and like othered. I'm excited to see this gift that that you're giving these students, how that really and genuinely shapes Austin's literary scene. Um, it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. What do you think is the biggest benefit for kids who do participate in this program of all the, the wonderful experiences that they have? Yeah, good question. Thank you. You know, we... We came into these workshops, you know, this is the inaugural workshop, the the inaugural Youth Poet Laureate application cycle for Austin. So mm. we're experimenting, you know, we're we're trying new things because there there's been no there's been no things to try, you know. And we have to come at it knowing that there is only going to be one quote unquote winner that becomes Austin's inaugural Youth Poet Laureate, right? So We've really tried to make this program bigger than just winning that title, right? Yeah. We talk about building a community of writers during our workshop, and we give them opportunities to safely reach out to one another. Uh, and I think it just roller coasters from there. We have that one student that makes the group me for everyone, and then the other student who says, you know, let's trade application materials, let's look at each other's poems. Um, it's the same thing that we might do organically in college or grad school, but it's not something that all high schoolers are going to have access to, you know? I also just think that seeing other people their age, you know, putting in the work and taking something like poetry seriously is really important. And, you know, all of this is, is really magnified when we're talking about COVID and quarantine, right? When creativity and the arts can feel like really most at risk. It, it's good to feel like among people that, that feel similarly to you about a thing. You know, I'm, I'm your age. I'm about your age, right? I, I just turned 30 uh, earlier this year. And uh, I remember in high school, aside from that competition, I literally didn't know what a poem was, you know. The only other connection to poetry I had was literally just line by line grifting just just random love poems from the library and just like lying and saying, hey, you know, to my my high school love interest, you know, I wrote this for you. This is from my heart, <laughs> you know, that was it. That was it. That oh, was all. These are the confessions. Yeah, <laughs> these are it. the confession tapes. Poetry yeah, confessions. 100%.
So from your perspective, Bianca, what do you think is the biggest benefit for the kids who participate in the YPL program in Austin? Yeah, I mean, it's just so crazy how young they are and they're so good. They're so good. <laughs> right. And to get like a platform, you know, even if they don't even become the Austin Poet Laureate, even just getting these workshops or even just like getting into this community, even just like thinking about themselves in this sort of way, I think is already so important at such a young age. And obviously, like I would just I would just name all of them Youth Poet Laureate if I could. <laughs> I mean, they're just yeah. all so great, you know, but even if they don't become that, I think that this experience is going to stick with them for a while. And I think it's also just going to inspire them to continue doing what they've been doing and to grow even more um, and write even more. And um, so that's what we're also trying to get at with these workshops is to like give them poets and poems that um, that are doing great things and have already like created such an impact in the poetry community and like they themselves like these youths they can do the same thing too with their own poetry um so I think that's just a powerful thing to instill in them um at such a young age and I hope they really I hope they 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 take that with them so much empowerment yes yeah I'm so eager to see what this you know, in a few years brings, like, it's going to transform our literary community in such a positive way. I think so too. So you're doing so much great work. Uh, thank you. I'm excited. Um, it's also so crazy to think that like the students are inaugural as well. This workshop is inaugural. And like Steven and I are also like the first ones to do this. And I'm just like super honored that I was even asked to be a part of this. So again, I'm just like, yes, this is the first time we're, we're doing this. And there's a lot to grow from that as well. But I think what we're doing now is just so great. And it's only up from here, which yes. is insane. I am curious to know, how are y'all encouraging them to get more engaged and involved in community? Yeah, I mean, the main thing that we've been wanting for them to do is kind of research poets and just writers in general that come out of the Austin creative writing scene. And so luckily, like I went to UT and I was a part of like the slam poetry scene in Austin for a long time. And so I kind of dipped my toes in that for a while And so I was able to kind of curate this like a list of poets that they can like look into and research and like try to see if their voice is similar to theirs or if, you know, they are inspired by the things that they write about. And I mean, them, those poets that are like really doing great things in the community in a creative way. I mean, that's essentially what we want them to think about themselves as, right? Like coming out of a really creative space and how they can like bring their own style yes. to, to it, you know? I love that. I, I think it's so cool. Like the idea of the brag sheet, even just you're basically reflecting back to them what they are already doing, like these big ideas and these big ways of impacting their own lives and those of others. And then it if they're shown just what an impact they're already having, then hopefully they get more of a fire lit under them about, you know, doing more and getting more engaged. And maybe when events can happen again, they can curate reading series of their own and feel empowered to do stuff like that because they've already been shown that they have all the tools. Yeah, Um, definitely. I mean, in that workshop, we also had them get into small groups or like breakout rooms, right? Because it was on Zoom. 
um, and kind of talk about, like, to each other, how they are working in the community, even in a small way, like I mentioned, or in a bigger way, just to, again, get that inspiration and to also see, like, hey, it's somebody else that's also my age that is also passionate about the same thing that I'm doing. Let me see what they're up to and getting, you know, that collaborative thing going on, too, between themselves, I think is really important. Yeah, totally. So you've worked as a poetry editor for both the Sycamore Review and Copper Nickel. Does your editorial experience play a role in the way that you operate as a teaching artist for the Austin YPL program? You know, that is a great question that I have not previously considered, but I actually think that I actively try not to let my editorial experience influence Mm. my work with these students, you know? I think sometimes the publication side of poetry can be a little sticky, like humid, you know, like, (laughs) like, yeah, just like that slickness between, you know, your skin and the clothes. It can feel a little bit icky. And I think that's just because you are asking people to like measure themselves and, you know, you're dipping your toes in the capitalism pool sometimes. So I, I want to stray away from that whole notion that your work is a product or that you have to send out your work to get validated, you know? I really try to swing them towards the idea that poetry can be just one of many ways in which they truly learn about themselves. And, and that's how I feel. Um, poetry is certainly my way. I feel like we have this lifelong relationship for better or for worse we're we're in it we're not in it for the money man (laughs) yeah oh man certainly not yeah I think for now they should just focus on enjoying themselves and I think once you stop having fun with poetry it can be really hard to find that again you know and and they're in this incredibly hard position and transitionary spot in their lives where you know so much is changing so I want to keep poetry as positive as possible for them. One of my favorite ways to talk about being an editor and getting into somebody's piece or somebody's work is like I get my dirty Cheeto fingers all over it because that's what my editorial marks essentially are, just like the remnants of, you know, what I think and consume poetry-wise. So uh, I love that answer that, Being an editor is sometimes uh, a little bit cutthroat and certainly playing in the the capitalist arena at times and um, thinking about marketability. And I love that that does not enter into the picture because I also loved what you said earlier about how it doesn't sound as competitive as, as I would imagine it to be where they're actually like sharing work with each other and building each other up and just trying to be involved in a much deeper interest. That just sounds like such a cool experience. Absolutely, yeah. You are a poet yourself, and I'm just curious if working with these young poets influences your writing at all. Yeah, thank you. I mean, they definitely inspire me. I think they have access to something that I, you know, I don't want to say I lost it, I want to be hopeful and I want to say that, you know, I misplaced it. Uh, But they definitely see the world in a way that I don't anymore uh, or I can't. And maybe I will, you know. And I think that's especially reflected in 
you know, some of the images that they're bringing to the table, um, just their poems are really great and they're different. And I can't lie that they often have some real banger lines that get me in my feelings, you know, <laughs> just point blank. Like, that's it. It's, it's kind of incredible. But also, I'm someone that struggles with mental illness and staying positive. And I'm not sure that working with these students affects each individual poem I write. But, uh, and I, I feel totally comfortable saying this, I do feel better. I, I sleep better knowing that the next generation of poets oh, is going to be fine. That is awesome. They've got it. They've got it handled, you know. And you're not kidding. They have access to something that either we don't or we've learned to access it in a different way, maybe. But there's something really raw and emotional and alive about that age group writing poems. Absolutely. You know what they're doing, too, is they're taking risks. Exactly. And, yes. Uh, yeah. And I don't know if I took uh, – maybe I took different risks, but – I know I took different risks, actually. But, yeah, they're taking risk in their work, and um, and I think they're growing a lot because of it. And I am very proud of them, uh, very jealous of them, but very proud of mm. them. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great lesson, though. I think experimentation and not getting comfortable in who you are as a poet could be a really awesome approach. Absolutely. They are not settling down right now, you know? Yeah. These young writers... They have nowhere to go but up and diagonal and across and, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> like they can they can do the thing. They can get weird uh, and, and strange language. And, uh, yeah, I'm just so excited for them. I'm jealous that you get to read their work all the time and work so closely with all of them. I know you should be. I I'm so excited that we get to be a part of this process from the publishing side. But you definitely have the cool job. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I feel pretty lucky. Bianca, as a poet yourself, how does working with young poets influence your writing? Yeah, I love this question. And I get this a lot too, even from like, my brother asked me this exact question too, which is great. But yeah, I mean, it's interesting to go from being in a very, like, you know, I'm, I'm in my MFA in poetry right now. I'm in my last year. I'm working on my thesis. And I... I can get very caught up in the like logistical side of the thesis and like I can lose myself in um, in kind of worrying about my own work. And so it's been really great to go from that to then mentor young students that are so talented and um, and work on their work. Right. Because then it gives me like a little breather away from myself a little and so I think that's been like the most powerful thing for me is that I can get out of my own head for a little bit and like remember how passionate I was yeah. about this creative genre. And it's really cool to like see them get so excited because, you know, again, like being in school and stuff, you can lose that excitement a little bit. And so I learned to, to kind of keep that with me. And also it, it inspires me a little bit to write too. I mean, the prompts that we give them, they're prompts that really get them to think about themselves and about the world and so I've thought about those prompts too whenever I like sit down and write myself you know so I, I think it definitely bleeds into my own writing and my own um, writing style and my own like just writing environment you know everything all yeah, good things just seeing kids that age encountering poetry for the first time or thinking of themselves as poets for the first time is 
It's the most exciting thing. Mm -hmm. Here's what our teaching artists are up to outside of the classroom. So I definitely want to know what's up with your horror podcast. And then where can we find your work, other projects you're working cool, on? Oh, yeah. I like that. I can literally talk about my podcast forever. So <laughs> I became really, really good friends with my cohort mate, uh, Stephanie Grossman. She's a fiction writer here in the MFA. And I remember like meeting her and being like, I like horror movies. Do you like horror movies? <laughs> And she was like, yes, I love scary movies. And then just from then, we would just like hang out, watch scary movies. And then over the pandemic, we just got the idea to just do what we normally do, but like in a podcast form and just like talk endlessly about movies that we enjoy. <laughs> so yeah, so so Steph and I have a horror podcast named Basement Girls Horror and Whatnot Podcast. We do watch movies that's our primary lens, but we also, since we are writers, we do talk about the literary genre of horror as well. Um, so that's our own little twist on it. And we're really excited because this uh, our upcoming episode, we had an interview with the editor of IFC Midnight's The Wind. And so that was really cool to sit down and like to actually talk with somebody that was involved with that movie. Cool. So yeah, so I don't know. I, I really like it a lot. And it's literally things that Steph and I do already. We just do it in a more like compact space. And for like an hour and a half, you know, we're not sitting there for like four <laughs> hours like we usually do. But, <laughs> but yeah. And then as far as everything else, I mean, right now I'm just really working on my thesis. I have a couple poems that are published in like the New York Quarterly. Um, I have an upcoming poem in the Ice Colony Anthology and um, Essential Voices Anthology. So it's really cool to be in an anthology and to be within the pages of like a bunch of poets that are doing great work. Um, but yeah, right now I'm just working on my thesis and trying to like read and read and read and be inspired and all that good stuff. I definitely get that. I, I remember <laughs> being there once upon a time and you just got to let yourself be immersed in it. And it's, it's awesome that you have this workshop though, to, like you said earlier, kind of come up for air a little bit. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's the greatest way to put it. Yeah. Definitely to come up for air for sure. Oh, so many great things. Thank you, Bianca. Thank you for doing this great work. We're so excited that we get to be a part of it too. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm so excited to be a part of Youth Poet Laureate, to be a part of like the Austin community too has been great. I don't really see myself anywhere else just because of the creative space that Austin has created out of itself. And the people are amazing. Um, I'm actually going to a slam tomorrow night, um, Austin Poetry Slam at Native Hostel. I'll give them a shout out. Nice. Um, <laughs> and it's always a fun, fun time. Always awesome. fun. Awesome. So that's where we need to come see you perform live, huh? Native Hostel. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you know, I, I'm finishing a book, my first full-length collection, working with editors and talking to presses and things like that. It's been cool. Um, so, you know, nothing right now, but, you know, catch me in a couple months and, yeah, we'll see where things are. And we'll keep our ears open for when you get that book published. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Maybe you can come back and talk to us about it. Yeah. This is fun. Thank you so much for making this happen, Stephen. Yeah. Thank you all for uh, inviting me and for hosting.
We had a blast talking with Bianca and Steven, and we think they are just the luckiest poets in Austin getting to work with all of these amazing young writers this summer. We definitely want to encourage any and all interested folks to apply for the Youth Poet Laureate position this year by Sunday, August 15th. 2021 at 11.59 p.m. Or to take the application workshops next year for a fully immersive creative experience, which sounds so empowering and fun. <laughs> so head on over to austinlibrary.org YPL for more information on how to apply. Follow Library Foundation ATX and host publications on social media for updates on deadlines, the inaugural winner, readings, and the forthcoming chapbook. All right, Claire. Woohoo! Woo! <laughs> <laughs>